Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Daily Delights podcast. This is Chef Kristen, your host. Um, Thank you for tuning in, and I actually want to just kind of jump straight into today's topic, which is entitled The End Goal. And, you know, most people use that term or phrase, the end game, but I've determined, you know, that I kind of wanted to change the terminology, especially when it comes down to speaking in terms of my passion or my career. So it's not the end game, but the end goal. You know, many times I've actually been asked what exactly I want to do or what I want to be as a chef. And to me, the answer is a female combination of Alton Brown and Gordon Ramsay. And then I also want to be able to, you know, have a mentorship or a mentor program where I mentor young girls and women. And I'll tell you why. So let's speak on Alton Brown. So when I think of Alton Brown, I think of someone who's well-respected in the industry, who is very smart and knowledgeable. Um, Also, I like the fact that he's creative. And to me, it seems like he initiates a lot of the trends in the culinary industry. Um, Also, he has a way of, to me, setting the tone in the industry, whether it be, you know, subject matter, again, um, the trends, uh... I guess even highlighting certain chefs. Uh, He's not afraid to ask questions and learn more. I've even listened to his podcast. And if it's something that he doesn't know, he does not hesitate to ask another chef or, you know, to, you know, do research on um, whatever the topic is. He's also very witty. He has really great candor. Um, Also, I like the, again, the fact that he's innovative and he likes challenges and he challenges people. Um, for instance, or for example, the games that he has, like the Cutthroat Kitchen um, on Food Network is actually one of my favorite shows that he does. Obviously, um, he's into com- um, competing, um, being as though he's actually on the show. Um, I can't even think of the name of it now. It's not Top Chef. Ugh. I can't think of it, and it's literally how he started on Food Network. Um Iron Chef, I'm sorry. Also, um, what's the other one? Where they have the uh, mystery boxes and they have to kind of cook. All those shows are kind of cre- created. They're, they have a creator, but they also kind of take off because of him. Especially, um, in particular to um, Cutthroat Kitchen. Those games and whatnot, a lot of times they have staff that come up with the games. But a lot of times he kind of creates the idea, this is what I want the challenge to be and then the staff actually goes and creates whatever it be whatever um the mecha- be it a mechanism or um like an actual tactic in the game whatever the case may be a lot of times he has something to do with that and then kind of moving forward to Gordon Ramsay again someone who's very well respected in the industry or well respected period um he's very smart as well to me, he's very kind, and I say kind because literally I remember um, watching an episode of Hell's Kitchen when it first came on. This is maybe season, somewhere between season three and season five, and I remember that there was a young lady who, you know, you could tell that Chef Ramsay was like kind of taking him under, taking her under his wing, and really kind of took a liking to her, and was trying to, you know, encourage her as a chef because um you know how on house kitchen nails tell you you know 
each individual contestant their name. Usually they tell their age and, you know, what their actual title in the profession is, like what kind of cook they are. And I remember at the time she was a short order cook at the Waffle House. And literally she almost made it to the end and sadly he had to let her go. But I remember he gave her like this so much encouragement before she left and I remember before she walked out of the door he told her you know what I see a lot of potential in you and so what I'm gonna do personally is you're gonna apply for culinary school and I'll pay your full tuition for all four years the young lady actually got into Johnson and Wales and he paid for her tuition all four years like you don't come across any chef let alone many celebrity chefs that are willing to do such things and a lot of times people tell me they're like oh you want to be like the female version of Gordon Ramsay are you serious he yells and he screams and he curses at people you know and they kind of go off on that whole tangent however that's the way that things usually go down in the kitchen most people don't know that but literally I've never been in the kitchen where all the cooks or chefs weren't screaming and yelling at each other weren't yelling at serving or wait staff, weren't cursing and screaming. Literally, uh, I don't know, it kind of goes hand in hand, but literally all chefs are pretty much type A. Like, we're very um, <laughs> articulate, very demonstrative, very uh, no-holds-bar, kind of take-it-or-leave-it type of deal very much so of you know we've told you what it is that we want what it is that we expect how it is that we like it down to a science and then when you still don't do it or you still don't respect that or honor that then that's when it's kind of like it all hits the fan and so you know I get it like when he's yelling and he's screaming he's cursing at people it just is what it is it kind of comes it goes hand in hand like it's almost like if you work in a hospital you know you're bound to see blood like it's gonna happen it's inevitable it kind of goes along with the job at hand same thing in the kitchen you're gonna get yelled at you're gonna get cursed at you're gonna get screamed on and that's why nine times out of ten you talk to most chefs they don't take it personal it's kind of like it just rolls off your back or even if you know it is one of those high intensity moments because they do happen where everybody's up in arms somebody's feeling gets hurt they're all upset agitated you just kind of sit down you talk about it like look i'm sorry we were in the weeds i was annoyed i'm stressed it is what it is i apologize and y'all shake hands you hug it out and you hop back on the line and you get back into the swing of things so that part doesn't necessarily bother me but um also he has a lot of chef ramsey has a lot of reputable companies so of course i don't know if you all know but he obviously has Hell's Kitchen the show, but he's just opened a Hell's Kitchen restaurant out at uh, Caesars in um, Vegas. I'm sorry, I couldn't even talk. Uh, Also, he has a number of different um, restaurants, whether they be standalone restaurants. A lot of them actually are in um, casinos. It's definitely one. I live on the East Coast, so there's definitely one in... uh, the first one I saw on the East Coast that I personally saw was in uh, Atlantic City. I think that was Caesars also. And then in Baltimore, we have, or Baltimore, hey, sorry, we have uh, the Horseshoe Casino, which is our newest casino. And he just put a restaurant out there at the Horseshoe. So, I mean, he's like, literally, he's we're watching him become a mogul. Like, he's literally got business after business. Uh tv show after tv show um and then 
uh, what else? Obviously, he's pretty busy, business savvy, being as though, you know, we can literally just sit there and watch his restaurants and his business grow. His brand in and of itself is growing rapidly. Um, obviously, he has like a fleet of restaurants, desirable restaurants. Literally, everybody wants to go to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant. He's loved by adults. He's loved by children, by everyone. Um like I said, and that kind of goes back to the being kind factor. He has the master chef kids. Most chefs, when they're competing or whatever the case may be, they really aren't thinking about the kids. They're not thinking about grooming the next uh, group of chefs to come into the industry or, you know, um, encouraging them and giving them skills that they might need at the very basic end of cooking it's a life skill it's something that you need to know how to do so i mean most people don't really think about that but gordon ramsay does he's definitely taking uh the media by storm and i say that because again he has multiple shows he has the f word uh he has hell's kitchen master chef master chef kids he has uh what is the other show um where he kind of goes from like restaurant to restaurant and they have issues and he tries to kind of bring them back up to par they're like kind of at the restaurant is kind of like at death's door and it's getting ready to shut down or they usually have some type of issues with as far as being able to pass inspections or customers are just like not coming or whatever the case may be um and helps them out he's on multiple different networks obviously he's on fox he's on bbc he's on um fyi He's on uh, a number of different uh, networks, really. So, I mean, literally, he's taking the media by storm as well as having all. Also, Chef Ramsey also does a lot of helping others. He does a lot of community outreach, sponsoring other people's careers, uh, setting up people's careers. Um, I know for a fact that um, he actually started a program out in the UK with a couple of different prisons whereas though he allows you know obviously they have to eat so he kind of works hand in hand with their kitchen and he allows them to be able to get these skills going and get things together whereas though it brings money one into the prison whereas though they don't have to like we do in America have to raise a whole bunch of money or take money from other budgets to build these prisons or whatever the case may be but it in hand is actually going directly to the prison to help the inmates. Um, and also some of them, he's even, you know, if they wish to continue a career in cooking, he'll help to try to find them employment. So that's amazing. A lot of people don't really care. They figure, Hey, if you're in prison, you're bad, you're going to stay bad. And that's just that. And they want nothing to do with you. Also to me, which is kind of one of the most important things is that with all of this being said, he still manages to keep a tight family unit, which to, again is extremely hard in this particular industry, as well as, you know, specifically with his level of success. He's still married to his wife, who they seem very happy and loving towards one another. He still loves his kids. In fact, uh, his one of his daughters has actually been featured on uh Master Chef Junior quite a bit of times. Um so obviously they have a great relationship, you know, she wants to be a part of her dad's show. And even, you know, when you look at his social media or, you know, when you see interviews with him. Bye bye. You have to be quiet, okay? Shh. 
he's been able to keep some sort of order and keep those sacred relationships and bonds with his family be able to keep those intact so that to me is very important and it's a glimmer of hope to say that I too can do it because oftentimes in the industry here a lot of chefs speak on how um, they're training for you know the master chef program and you know on average that takes about eight to ten years and in the process a lot of chefs end up divorced or alcoholics or on drugs or whatever the case may be and you know to get us to a certain level of success and they've kind of lost everything it is that they wanted or needed in their personal life and yet somehow he's been able to manage all that without losing any of those things that he wanted in his personal life so to me that's very amazing very admirable and something that definitely I strive to do myself. So kind of bringing it together with the both of them and some of the things that they have in common that I'm all about or all for or trying to attain myself, they're definitely both highly successful. They are definitely on uh, their way to becoming moguls, both of them. They will leave an awesome legacy in the industry and as in to me in the world as a whole because I'm quite sure that if I feel this way about them there are millions of other people that feel this way about them um so that's something definitely to be proud of on their end they're all about you know assisting others to get to whatever level it is that they're trying to in their careers which to me shows that they're not selfish at all they're both very assertive both very self-assured and then to me again they just open so many doors for They've opened doors for many people like myself who strive to have a wonderful career and be able to leave a legacy in the industry um, and make a name for themselves. So that I'm definitely appreciate appreciative of, you know, <coughs> excuse me. And with that being said, there's no, there's not one female in the industry that have done the things that they've done um, or has at least and gone down the path or encompassed such a successful career as they have themselves you know and in this day and age where women to me are being taken more seriously professionally all together and definitely in the um, the culinary industry they've been taken more seriously why is that role not been filled you know it makes me wonder or you know i would like to think personally that you know that role is waiting for little old chef Kristen to come in you know I really like to think that that role is definitely waiting or that spot hasn't been filled because it's waiting on me and you know I know that I obviously have huge shoes to fill if I want to come close to you know those gentlemen you know along with the factors of you know still needing to learn a lot like both in my professional life as well as my um personal and you know there's just goals that I've set for myself that I've yet to accomplish you know and one of those goals being I want to be able to mentor which brings me to my next segment you know the goal to mentor my goal is to mentor young girls and women while using cooking as a tool and I say as a tool because number one cooking is something again it's a 
life skill that you need. You need to be able to cook for yourself. You need to be able to cook for, you know, as you grow older, if you choose to have a family, be able to cook for your family, no matter whether your family family is just a spouse and yourself or yourself, your spouse and children or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, you never know how life is going to hit you. But I just always say, especially as a female or female or male, but, and that, that trips me out because professionally for years, it was kind of look, women were looked down upon because, okay, you want to cook? Like, are you serious? Do you not want to be a pastry chef? Like, have you really thought this through? But then when you look at society as a, as a whole, they look at women as, okay, well, you know, old school wise anyway, women are supposed to be in the kitchen, they're supposed to be able to cook, take care of the home. So it's like, why is it okay at home, but then not okay professionally? But I digress. That's a whole nother point. But again, because cooking is a life skill to me, it's a tool that you need to learn. Also, to me, cooking is definitely a conversation starter. I can't tell you how many conversations I've had um, that have started from cooking in the kitchen, whether it be from family, friends, clients that I've had. And we've talked about and we might have started talking about, you know, a certain technique or terminology or a specific recipe even. But literally, like we'll end up talking about our responsibilities in life or being a wife or being a mother or school or kids or politics, religion, whatever the case may be. It's always been a conversation starter. And then three, I would like to use as a tool because to me, obviously, education is key. And I've said that several times before and I'm not what, however you would like to take it, whether it be a formal education or informal education, regardless, education is key. Um, and People like myself who have had no interest interest at all in the more traditional degrees or traditional colleges, universities, um, or earning a living in some of the more, I guess, corporate settings, but would rather follow my passion and, you know, have it be my way of making a living and having a lucrative career and being able to help others. Or even if it, like I said, that's speaking of a formal education, but an informal education, whether it be that you're just, again, you're a foodie, you like to cook, you know, if you're a foodie and you just like to keep up with, you know, basic food trends, it's still education is key. You have to learn terminology, you have to learn technique, you have to just basically stay evolving and, you know, also I want to let the young ladies know that it's possible you know, that if they choose to have a career in cooking, that they already have a leg up from certain other or some other people because they've got a basic knowledge of what that is already, you know, what certain things are already. A lot of people don't know. Like, literally, when I went into culinary school, I didn't really know too much about cooking other than, I guess, being a home cook, making certain foods or trying certain things. I knew how to follow a recipe procedure for procedure or whatever I knew how to measure out ingredients I knew how to you know season food properly but that was about it you know I didn't really have that leg up but then I knew people that were coming into the same culinary school that I did that actually went was um a part of a magnet program at that high school where they got the basic knowledge of culinary arts and they already knew what serve safe was and you know hassup and whatnot where I had no clue and then there were people who 
didn't even have the basic knowledge that I had. So, you know, I want for the young ladies to know that, you know, the young ladies that I've met, that I will mentor to know that there are a lot of resources out there. And oftentimes, sadly, a lot of times there are resources there that no one even knows is available to them or the fact that they don't know even how to get to them, how to use them, how to look for them. Even Um, I know that myself, when I was getting ready to go to culinary school I remember I was you know when you're in high school and everyone's preparing all your friends are preparing to um, apply for colleges or they've already applied and waiting to hear if they've been accepted or not whatever the case may be I was definitely a little behind the eight ball I got it done before I graduated but you know none of my advisors or teachers knew what direction to put me in none of my family members knew what direction to point me in and literally like I didn't know. No one really knew what direction to point me in. And I remember, uh, I don't know how it is I found out. I think literally I just got on the Internet and I started. Yeah, I did. I got on the Internet and I started doing research on culinary schools. And little to that I know, there was culinary school in a few in New York to choose from. There was one in Florida I could have went to. It was one in North Carolina. You know, because I definitely didn't really want to go too far from home. But what really threw me for a loop and surprised me was there was one in my own city. Like, there was one right in downtown Baltimore with a couple different campuses and had an externship program over in Ireland. And I remember I was just like, wow, like, nobody knew this. Nobody could have pointed me in the direction of literally downtown. It was 30 minutes away from where I lived. Like, I couldn't believe it. And so... You know, I applied, obviously I got accepted and I went to school. But again, like I said, it's just those type of examples where if you don't really have the help or the the resources that you need or know where to look, you know, you kind of at a standstill. And, you know, it's just not even just school wise, but there's a lot of resources out there for young women for whatever it is that they're in search of and need of, whether it be housing or you know funds for college period or different ways to you know different and you know not all the time you know on my soapbox for a half of a second not all the time is college the answer there are plenty of people who have made success uh made their own personal success or professional success I'm sorry um in their lives by doing trades even it doesn't always have to be college you can learn a trade and have a very lucrative career and make a lot of money and it'd be something that you're both passionate at as well as something that you know you take very seriously and you've make you can make a career out of so you know I think that's something that we need to kind of start trying to teach the youth period but you know again because my mentoring program will be more geared towards young women but it's something that you know needs to be taught not all the time do you have to go to college college is gonna put you in debt you're gonna owe a lot of money after college and I know a lot of friends and family members who have gone on to college especially nowadays who people have recently graduated they spent the last four or five years in school trying to perfect or learn more about their craft and then once they get out of school there's no way for or they have they've been they've graduated for 
two years, three years, four years even, and still have yet to be able to find a job in, you know, whatever it is their market is, which to me is completely ludicrous because it's like I went to school for all this. I paid all this money. I have these student loans I have to pay back, and now I can't even work in my field. I'm at what I feel as though is a dead-end job because my my market or whatever is oversaturated or, you know, it's just crazy to me. But again, like I said, it's definitely a lot of resources out there and it's, you know, maybe some young lady wants to be an engineer or be in construction or whatever the case may be and she doesn't really know how to go about that. Like, let's sit down, let's start kind of getting back into the communities and reaching out to these youth and getting them on board and helping to be the leaders that we're supposed to be and the leaders that we expected, I guess, our elders to be for us. I know for me growing up as a young lady, you know, not even as a teenager or youth, but as a young woman, you know, having a mentor was definitely something that I needed because not all the time is it about, you know, your career path or that type of thing or having fun. Sometimes you really just need a listening ear or you need someone to show you how to deal with life stresses and just how to deal with life in general when, you know, it throws you a curveball, you know, just trying to learn different things. And, you know, a lot of times when you're becoming the person that you're trying to become or the young woman you're trying to or that you would like to be, you know, you get caught up in different emotions or life or, you know, certain things that happen. So a lot of times it's good to have someone or people that can help to put things into perspective for you and to help kind of hold your hand through the process and just say, hey, look, this is what I went through. I don't want you to have to experience some of those same things. This is how you can avoid that. Or even to say, this is what I went through. Maybe this can help you as well. You know, it doesn't always have to be a negative connotation. But, you know, I feel as though a mentorship or mentoring program should encompass all those things. It should teach you about, again, how to just deal with life as a whole. It should help to mold you into the person that you want to become. It should help direct you down the path that you want to go down, whether it be... um, Again, professionally or personally, whatever the case may be, it should help kind of mold you to be who it is that you want to be or who you see yourself being. So that's what I really want my mentorship to be. But again, like I said, to me, the ultimate goal is to just literally have the mentorship, be a female Alton Brown and a female Gordon Ramsay, mix all that in, add my personality, and that's just what my end goal is. And so, you know, As I leave you all, or as we end this podcast, I just want to say that I pray that my end goal paves the way for others um, just the same way that Chef Ramsay and um, Alton Brown's end goals have paved the way for a lot of people. And I hope that, you know, my end goal helps to spark something and someone else just as other people's goals have sparked something in me and so with that being said i just want to thank you all for tuning in and for listening to the daily delights podcast hopefully you all heard something that you liked something that you want to be a part of hopefully if you based off what i've said you see that there's a way that you can kind of help me meet those goals you're willing to reach out and help me as well or help me help someone else with a goal if you know a young lady 
who um, wants to be mentored, definitely contact me. Um, also, if you know any young chefs who are trying to learn the business, um, have them reach out to me as well. Um, also, again, thank you for tuning in. If you want to listen to the podcast, but you have no um, podcast platforms to listen on, you can listen on the web at anchor.fm slash chef hyphen Kristen. That is anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash chef, C-H-E-F hyphen K-H-R-Y-S-T-Y-N. Or again, obviously, if you have the um, podcast platforms, feel free to listen on those, whatever platform it is that you listen on. Also, feel free to subscribe to our channel, which is the Daily Delights podcast. Also, feel free to follow us on Instagram, and that is at Our Daily Delights. That is at O-U-R-D-A-I-L-Y-D-E-L-I-G-H-T-S. Also, feel free, you all, to share this podcast episode as well as the podcast in general or any other specific um episode that you may have heard that you liked with any of your family any of your friends co-workers someone who might be interested in that topic whatever the case may be just feel free to share post it on any of your social media i'm fine with that um again if you're not aware the podcast is available every tuesday at 5 30 p.m and that is eastern standard time Um, And you all just have a great week. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being loyal listeners. And you all have a great week.